You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. I'm a fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement. Here I'll talk to you about common knee complaints and other orthopedic issues. We'll cover other important health-related topics, all of which are meant to helpfully answer some of your questions and help improve the quality of your life. Thanks for listening, and on with the next episode. Hello and welcome back. I'm Adam Rosen, and this is the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about gout and pseudogout. So very commonly, uh, people don't understand the difference uh, between these two, and they're sometimes quite concerned if they were told that they have this. So I'm going to go into a little bit of a discussion on what they actually are, uh, and things that you can do to treat them. So first of all, gout, which is what most people are most frequently um, familiar with, is a collection of crystals. These are called uric acid crystals that will build up in a joint. And most commonly, people will hear about the great big toe um, as a joint commonly affected, but it actually can occur in any joint. You know, we see it in the knee and the elbow. It can, it can occur any joint, and it can be extremely painful. And it happens quite suddenly, uh, the joint itself may look very red. It will be tender. It can be swollen. It can hurt to move. And very commonly, it can mimic an infection, especially if it's the first time that someone's ever had a gout attack. Um, so it's these buildup of these little crystals in the joint which cause all of this pain. Now, the way to diagnose a gout attack is to actually take a fluid sample from the joint that's affected and look at them under a microscope and look for these particular crystals. It is commonly um, performed incorrectly in the sense of a lab test where people will say, well, they checked my lab test for my uric acid level and I don't have gout because my uric acid level was normal. So having a normal or high uric acid level does not diagnose the gout attack. So if someone has gout and they have a gout attack in their joint, you can still have a normal uric acid level. And if your uric acid level is high, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're having a gout attack. It just means that your uric acid level is high. That uric acid level is a better test that if, for say, if say, for example, you have had gout attacks and we're using a special medicine to lower your uric acid level, looking at that lab and watching it come down, let us know that the medicine that we're giving you to lower your uric acid level is working and you're less likely then to get an attack. Um, so if this is your first attack and it's extremely painful, obviously you need to go see your doctor to make sure that it's not an infection. But if it's not an infection and they can stick a needle in it and they can tell you, yes, it is gout, um, then there's some treatments. So some of the basic treatments are anti-inflammatory. So anti-inflammatories that you can get over the counter or by prescription, a lot of times reduce the pain and the inflammation. Occasionally, if the pain is really severe, we use a very high-dose anti-inflammatory called prednisone. It does have a lot of side effects, but it can be very effective. And occasionally, you can actually inject cortisone or an anti-inflammatory into the joint, which can also lower the symptoms and shorten the duration of symptoms. But again, first, you need to make sure that you don't have an infection because you don't want to inject cortisone into the joint if you think they have an infection. 
The other medicine that is commonly used is a medicine called colchicine. So colchicine is a tablet. The biggest side effects that people get from this is diarrhea. Um, so usually you use it a few times a day. It actually used to be, you know, given years ago, it was kind of, you got a bottle and you took one every hour until you had diarrhea and you stopped and it made the gout attack go away pretty quickly, but it's not a very safe way of using that drug. Um, but colchicine is a great drug for acute attacks. And then there's some other medicines, some newer medicines on the market, and one of the more older medicines, one called allopurinol. So this is a medicine, again, not for an acute attack, but let's say you've had multiple attacks now, your uric acid level is high. This is a medicine that your doctor may prescribe, which may decrease the chance of you getting another attack. And I have a lot of patients that you know had multiple attacks and were placed on allopurinol, or there are some newer medicines, and now they haven't had an attack for quite some time. So the next thing, though, is if you do have a gout attack and someone has told you that you do have gout, you need to go online or talk to your doctor and get a handout from them, and you're going to find out about all the things probably that you enjoy that you're not supposed to be eating or drinking. Because when you eat these foods, um, drink alcohol, such as beer and meats and certain other foods, you increase the chance of a gout attack occurring. So you need to look through this list and say, okay, you know, I do drink this or eat that, and those are things that I need to avoid or limit and use in moderation, and that may prevent these attacks from flaring up. Because occasionally people will have severe gout, and you can get what's called gouty tophi. And what gouty tophi are these actual large accumulations of these crystals. Sometimes you'll even see people come in and they'll have these bumps around the joints, and occasionally it'll cause a break in the skin and this white stuff comes out. It almost looks chalk-like, but it can be concern or it can be um, misinterpreted as being pus and people think it's infection, but it's actually these crystals that have developed in such high numbers that are actually coming out of the joint. So these are gouty tophi. And that can also lead to destruction of the joint, loss of cartilage and arthritis. On x-ray, occasionally we'll see these little punched out lesions that look like Pac-Man went around and kind of bit little pieces of the bone. And this is all secondary to this disease process. So even if the gout attacks aren't painful, you really should be watching what you eat and what you drink and make sure that your gout issues are under control to prevent further destruction to these joints. So now that's gout. What is pseudogout? Well, pseudogout is just like it sounds. It's sort of like gout, but it's not gout. So it's a different crystal. It's what's also been called CPPD or calcium pyrophosphate disorder disease. So this is just a different crystalline sort of form, which will again cause these acute flare-ups within the joint. They're typically not as red or as warm or as painful as these gout attacks, but it can still be painful and it can still be swollen and it can still hurt. So we treat it similarly, but different. So the reasons that people get pseudogout sometimes is genetic, um, not as common from foods, but there's certain diseases that people will have, which may make them more prone to get these attacks. And again, when you take the fluid out, you send it off to the lab. It's not infected. It's not gout, but it's this other crystal. And that is called pseudogout. So when you have pseudogout, the treatment typically is anti-inflammatory. So again, you can use over-the-counter anti-inflammatories. You may get a prescription for an anti-inflammatory. Occasionally, if it's really severe, um, not as commonly used for pseudogout because um, it's not as bad as gout, but it can be painful as prednisone or an injection of cortisone into the joint. All of those can be helpful. Now, occasionally, someone may say that looks like you have pseudogout because people will have these calcium deposits on x-ray. So you may have heard someone tell you or a friend that they have 
calcific rotator cuff tendonitis. It means that someone did an x-ray of their shoulder and you can see these streaks of calcium in the actual tendons or in the cartilage in the shoulder. We'll commonly see those in the knee as well inside the meniscus or the other cartilage. And it's these calcium buildups that you can actually see on x-ray where there typically would be a space where the cartilage or the tendon would be. You can see these streaks of these calcium deposits. And that is radiographic or x-ray findings of this calcium pyrophosphate disease. And again, it can be painful because it tends to make the cartilage more brittle and it can lead to further destruction of the cartilage in the joint, which can lead to arthritis. So it is something that we do watch for and treat. And if you can reduce the inflammatory episodes, you may treat the symptoms, but then over time, you may still develop arthritis down the road. So, you know, I hope that gives you a pretty clear understanding of gout, uric acid level, uric acid crystals, the treatments, anti-inflammatories, colchicine for these acute attacks, medicines like allopurinol for chronic disease, but watching what you eat and what you drink and modifying that to reduce the risk of a reoccurrence or a flare-up. And then pseudogout, which is this other crystal, calcium pyrophosphate, um, which can cause similar types of symptoms. We do not use colchicine or allopurinol for that problem, but also anti-inflammatories are used. And then hopefully that would lessen the symptoms from those acute attacks. So thanks again for listening. Um, if you know someone that would benefit from hearing this, please forward this on to them. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, please leave a review. It helps other people uh, that are interested in these topics also find this podcast. And until next time, I'm Adam Rosen. You've been listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. Stay safe, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. I'm your host, Adam Rosen, and until next time, stay safe.